Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, Tracy Morris reads excerpts from Brent Hayes Edwards' book, Epistrophes, Jazz and the Literary Imagination. To learn more from Morris about her choice, check out the episode description. And now, Read By, Tracy Morris. Hello, I'm Tracy Morris. For this podcast, I'm reading from Brent Hayes Edwards' book, Pistrophes. I'm going to introduce his chapter, a part of his chapter four, with a quote from Mary Lou Williams that he uses later in the book. Hi, I am Mary Lou Williams. I have played through all the eras of jazz, the spirituals, ragtime, which my mother taught me when I was three years old. Then the time with John Williams and the jazz bands was the name of any small group which played with a beat. And then the Kansas City Swing era with Andy Kirk's band. Then Bach, the Dizzy Gillespie era. From suffering came the spirituals, songs of joy and songs of sorrow. The main origin of American jazz is a spiritual Because of the deeply religious background of the Black American, he was able to mix the strong influence with rhythms that reached deep enough into the inner self to give expression to outcries of censored joy, which became known as jazz. After the Bop era, it seemed that the creation and the heritage was a little bit lost. Now we come to a period of the music wherein the disturbance and unrest of the world has crept in to destroy the roots and heritage. Titles are misused and confusing, and much kissing and hugging, but very little charity and love. The Race for Space, Sun Ra's Poetry In July 1969, when the United States was excitedly awaiting the flight of the spacecraft Apollo 11, ferrying Neil Armstrong to the moon, Esquire magazine published a half-whimsical survey. Writer William H. Honan, in a piece called Le Mote Juste for the Moon, commented on the symbolic significance of the moonwalk. Because space was the final frontier of human discovery, Honan concluded, Armstrong would require, like Archimedes, Vasco da Gama, Columbus, Stanley, and Alexander Graham Bell before him, an appropriate phrase to pronounce as he took the first lunar steps. And so Esquire had asked contemporary popular figures for helpful hints, proposed proclamations, for the astronaut to deliver. Most of the talking heads offered predictably heady pronouncements about the universal human significance of the first step. Hubert Humphrey, for example, suggested that Armstrong entreat, may the moon be a symbol of peace and cooperation among the nations of Earth. Some were pithy or glib, (laughs) thus Muhammad Ali. Bring me back a challenger because I defeated everyone here on Earth. Many could not resist the boast 
that the event marked the victory of America in the so-called space race between the superpowers. Forgive the intrusion, ma'am. Don't smile so bitter as good Yanks tidying up your Sputnik litter, Robert Graves. But there, amidst the jingoism and utopianism, among names like Nabokov and Sexton, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, William O. Douglas, Ed Koch, Timothy Leary, Bob Hope, Isaac Asimov, William Sapphire, George McGovern, Tiny Tim, Truman Capote, John Kenneth Galbraith, and Marshall McLuhan appeared the space age jazz poet Sun Ra with what John Zwed calls a cheery poem inaugurating the new age. Reality has touched against myth. Humanity can move to achieve the impossible. Because when you've achieved one impossible, the others come together to be with their brother. The first impossible, borrowed from the rim of the myth. Happy space age to you. It is a remarkable poem. Once again, Sun Ra showing up where we least expect to see him, taking a joyful stance as a witness of alternatives. I want to use this poem as a point of entry or launching pad into a consideration of the writings of Sun Ra, not simply because the anecdote is amusing, but more because this finely wrought stanza opens our way out to two critical terms in the Ra cosmology, myth and the impossible. Reading these words as an intervention in one of the great symbolic moments of the Cold War, we hopefully will avoid the easy response to Ra, which wants to brand him a kook, a space freak, talking nonsense, out, entering or exiting. With this poem, we are reminded that for Sun Ra, quote, it is no accident here and elsewhere. The words myth and history walk hand in hand, unquote. For Ra, myth is what poet Jay Wright calls, quote, a mode of knowledge. It is a medium to understanding that is quite closely linked to the grand events of the day. That's from Brent Hayes Edwards' book, Epistrophes, and I'm Tracy Morris. Nine Two Y's Red By is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Unterberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to Nine Two Y's Red By wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92y.org slash help now to donate to support Nine Two Y and our new digital programming. Thank you. And thank you for listening. 
Find more great recordings at 92y.org slash redvine.